How are you guys doing? Are, is this a handsome crew or what? Bachelorette number one. Yeah. So how are you guys? Are you enjoying yourself? Right. Yeah. Have you all had a chance to meet these, meet these men? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I'm looking for over here. Thank you very much. All right. So um, you all are just incredible in marketing, and you've had a lot of experience in different types of marketing, working with our clients in your own businesses um, and, you know, many other clients over the years. Um, what do you feel are the areas that the business owners struggle with the most? I think most business owners need to understand the lifetime value of an ideal client. And once they've worked that one out, to, to actually, after they've delivered the product or the service, work out what the lifetime profit is of an ideal client. Because Can you all hear this? Can you hear that? Okay. Once you've worked out the lifetime value of an ideal client, then you're one step closer to working out how much you can spend to acquire that client. Yeah, and so um, the lifetime, so this is, uh, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think this is so important. When you're making a sale, you know, when you, when you spend on marketing, you're looking at how much am I bringing right in now. Like say you do a webinar and, you're, and you spend $2,000 in ads and you bring in, you know, $1,500 or something like that. And you might think, oh, I lost $500. But for the, that $1,500 in that immediate sale, how much is the lifetime value of each of those clients over the next three years, right? What, is, what do your clients generally spend over the net, over a period of time? And so you'll see that you're, you really... Or you've just about broken even to then bring on uh, much more revenue. That's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what about you, Chris? I think it's really funny that uh, business owners, they like to just hire marketing agencies or hire these companies as though their job is to fix your problem. Right? That's not their job. You have to do your piece. You have to take what they do and put it in the context of your business, right? So any, like I always say, anyone can sell a Lamborghini for $100. What are you giving them as an offer, right? Give them an amazing offer and they'll go sell it. It'll be easy for them. And also understand the customer acquisition cost, like Giles was saying, right? So when you hire someone, you tell them, listen, I need to get my customers at $250 a piece. Okay, 250 bucks a piece, and my sales team closes at 10%. So how much can I spend to get a lead? Anyone? <laughs> 25 bucks. I need the phone to ring for 25 Do the bucks. math, you guys are like. Okay. So, so when you talk to them, you say, hey, what is your strategy to get my phone to ring, and I can spend $25 every time the phone rings? Because every 10th time, I'm going to get a customer. 
and that means that cost me $250. And that's how much I can spend to get a customer. So think about these things in the context of your business. Yeah, that's so smart, Chris. And I think another piece to that is that um, when you hire a marketing company, we've got some incredible marketing um, services out, out here, and they're brilliant at what they do. And I, I think sometimes we'll, we just hand over and go, oh, thank God, I don't have to deal with that anymore. It's taken care of. But to, and one of the reasons we really teach marketing in Pinnacle as well, that even though, even if you're not doing it, we, which you really shouldn't necessarily be doing it anymore, you need to understand your, you need to understand the marketing. You need to understand who your audience is. You know, what is your brand? What are the pain points so that you're able to help the agency be successful, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Phil? I got my own. That's good. <laughs> <sighs> um, mine's more on the um, humanistic side on for entrepreneurs, and it's the bright, shiny object ADD that most entrepreneurs nah. make not, none uh, of these people have that. Suffer from, right. If I say squirrel, where will everyone look? You know, it's, so it's the same thing in our business. The bright, shiny objects don't necessarily create the greatest ROI for us, but they're attractive. Napoleon Bonaparte once said uh, to his, his handlers, because <laughs> when he was getting dressed, they'd hurry up because they were nervous. They were nervous about what was going to happen, but they'd make mistakes. So his statement was, um, slow down, I'm in a hurry. And so many times, entrepreneurs are in such a hurry to make a decision that they make the poor choice. And so slowing down, and just like with everyone saying on the panel, know your numbers, understand the marketing, do your work, look at your core values, find out who your ideal client is. But it's the ADD, bright, shiny object that gets most entrepreneurs in trouble. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of it, don't sit on it so long that you're not taking action Abs either. Absolutely. Right. Very decisive, clear action. Yeah. Perfect. Ask their mentor, Phil. Yes. Exactly. That'd be Phil Black. Phil <laughs> <laughs> at AllisonMaslin.com. <laughs> All right. And Jim, how about you? Well, it's actually the combination of the three. I mean, there's wisdom here that's amazing. Understanding the lifetime value of a client and being able to understand when and, and how to make your decisions to, to make a change is really critical. Sometimes we let things go. Um, we, we, I guess we used to call it at Apple, don't, uh, don't abdicate, delegate, which is what you were talking about, Allison. Mm -hmm. The same thing. At the end of the day, it's your business. You know it better than anybody else. So take control of that and provide guidance to the marketing team. Yeah, fantastic. Now, you all have had experience, I mean, you, you're so creative, and you have some really fun and um, uh, just unique ways of um, applying some marketing strategies. And uh, some of these you may have done before, but these are great reminders. When you were sharing them with me, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Do you want to know what they are? You sure? Yeah. Okay. So you tell us, because um, some creative marketing, what are some of your favorite marketing tips, Giles? Okay. My favorite marketing tip is turning customer feedback or reviews into ads. 
right? Most of us have a business nowadays where we're going to get some form of review, whether it's on Yelp, whether it's on Amazon, whether we're using testimonials. So what we did in my company is we would take all the reviews that we got, we would read them amongst the team, and the ones that made us laugh the most, we would turn them into a slide, and then we would push them out as an ad. So I'm going to show you a couple of those. Are the slides up? I can't see. Is it up? Which one can you see? Yeah. I didn't want to risk being called down to HR for hygiene issues. It has not disappointed me. Yeah, for the, for the natural deodorant. Um, that is Giles Brand, Bali Secrets. Here's another one. I sweated like a stuffed pig yesterday, and this held up right on through. <laughs> so you can see how easy these are to create. So the, the bit for me is, is they're super easy. They've got social proof embedded into the ad, and the customers love them because they feel heard, and they cost you nothing. You know, you think, how much this ad cost us? Yeah, you could do those, Gita. Nothing. Yeah. How about you, Chris? What's a, a cool marketing tip to share? We've all heard mobile first, right? Everyone's saying that. Everyone's on their phones, right? 60% of people that look at your website is looking at it on your phone, right? Awesome. So what does that mean? What does that mean as far as things that are important? Number one most important thing, I've done so much testing on this, it's super nerdy, but load time, load time. If you're actually at 1.65 seconds is when, is when your bounce rate starts popping, right? Every pixel you put on your website costs you one third of a second, right? Like, it's just crazy. Like, I'm super fascinated by this stuff. But rule of thumb, get your website loading in under two seconds. And the way you figure that out, you don't go to your website and count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, okay? <laughs> Go to pingdom.com, it's like kingdom with a P, all right? And put your URL in there and see what it pops up and tells you. Pingdom. Pingdom, like kingdom with a P. Two seconds. Yeah, and do it regularly, yeah, because one day it could be working fine and then it doesn't, you know? you'll quickly figure out that cheaping out on your servers is not a good way to go. Yeah, we went through a period of that where we couldn't, you know, we were going through all kinds of stuff on trying to get the site moving faster. We had downloaded some different, you know, apps on the site, and I don't know, that's not definitely not my thing, but it, all, I know is I, all I know is I got on there and it's like going like this in the spinning ball. So um, you, you just, and we, we fixed it, but you got to stay on top of it. And I think also, I, th I think uh, uh, Dana is actually running those analysis as well as part of hers, so. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So have you all had a chance to t go out and talk to the sponsors out here? Aren't they incredible? They're so savvy. And they each have a different area of marketing that they work with. Bill. There's a, there's a couple of things, and one of the biggest things is get out of your own way by worrying about your business first. 
and becoming a go-giver. How many of you have read the book Go-Giver? Okay. So putting that book into practice is probably one of the key elements of building your business. Get out from behind your desk, go and meet people and see how you can be of service and especially identify the right strategic alliance partners that match up with your core values, that have a vision, a clear vision and see how you can help them build their business to success. You help other people become successful in this vein, they will turn around and the law of reciprocity comes right back to you. But when you expect reciprocity, you're not living the law of reciprocity because the law of reciprocity is about to go be a go-giver because it's the right thing to do, mm -hmm. not because you're expecting something in return. The other side of this too, and this is a game that I've played around the world, traveling. Um, my game is all roads lead back to the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> Who here's from the San Fernando Valley? See, look, there's a few of you. So what this did was it engages me. So I, will, I have no idea, and neither do you, who's sitting right next to you. And when you actually engage them into a conversation, that's not about, so what is your business, but something more personal, eventually the rest of the story shows up. And so I can always find two degrees of separation, someone from the San Fernando Valley, a cousin, a relative, something, wherever I've traveled, from Africa, Honduras, anywhere. Um, and in the midst of it, I've met some amazing entrepreneurs, business owners, human beings. I do trapeze in San Fernando Valley. There, there, I, I didn't know, see, I, I didn't know that. I just learned something right there about Allison. Mm -hmm. and so get to know the people that you want to get to know. And the law of reciprocity comes true. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to get out to an event like this, to be around others. Stop hiding behind your computer, really. Great. Thanks, Bill. How about you, Jim? What's, what's a marketing tip you want to share? How many, how many here are B2B? Okay, so, so uh, this, is a, this is actually a LinkedIn tip that, that I used uh, for one of my clients where... Um, it's, it's a very, very simple technique where you identify a group, wow. target group, which you all should have, right? Your avatar of, of who your ideal client is. And then using um, a mechanism for groups inside of LinkedIn, you start messaging the individual members of the groups. Messaging now. Not sending emails, not sending emails. And you're just going to have four simple questions. And, and it's really, really straightforward. When you reach out, you're going to say, quick question colon, what's your business? Let them respond. When they respond, thanks for responding. Who's your target client? They'll respond. Third question, thanks. When is your ideal client ready for your services? Perfect. They respond. And the last question is the gold question. I have a system and a service that might be able to help you. And then you add Giles's ad at the bottom of that text message, and they will respond. Free. It's all free. So it works really well. We, we actually generated, in 30 days, we, uh, we, for one client in the trades, uh, we raised about $100,000. I think we need to get married, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is, that's fantastic. And I mean, all these are great marketing tips. 
Um, video texting. We use a lot of video texting. How many of you are doing the video texting? Okay. So if you, um, you guys are like, what are you talking about? Is this some kind of a, you know what I mean? Um, so let's say that you go to a trade show. How many of you go to trade shows? Okay. And you are, or you have a booth at a trade show, either way, and you talk to a prospect. And you're, you're having a conversation with them, and you're, you know, talking about whatever their challenges are, and you kind of make note of that, and you say, you know what, I'm going to kind of think about that and, um, and get back to you with some ideas. And so then you take a, a selfie with them, right, and so that they'll have your picture too, you text it to them. And then, like, the next day, say, let's say the trade shows uh, two or three days, the next day... You record a video on your phone. It's got to be like under about a minute 15, a minute 20. And it's just, hi, it's Allison. Hey, um, you know, Louise, it was so wonderful meeting you yesterday at the XYZ booth. And I, I really love talking with you. And I've been thinking a lot about the challenge that you discuss with me. And I'm, you know, I'm really been thinking about that, and I'm going to come up with some ideas and some solutions for you, and I'm going to be back in touch with you in a couple of days. I hope you're having a fantastic time at the trade show, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Boom, text it. Okay, I mean, they are going to remember you, and they are going to be so impressed that you are thinking about them. Okay, come Tuesday. Text back, hi, Louise, uh, remember me, it's Allison. Uh, as I said, I've been thinking, I've got an idea for you. And uh, do you have five minutes right now just to jump on a call? I'd love to talk to you about it. Boom. Now, you got to come up with some idea, but um, you are, you're going to catch their attention. People look at texts. They do. And a video text, it's very simple. This costs you nothing. And, you know, I use it all of the time, you know, in our business. The mentors use it. It's a great way of communicating with your clients, that you're thinking about them. It's just super powerful. Anyway, are these helpful marketing tips? Awesome. Let's give these guys a hand. Thank you, everyone. All right. Hey, Phil, you've got the matching uh, teal socks. Thank you very much. See, that's my marketing tip number three. <laughs> Always wear sexy socks. See, branding. Oh, let's give these guys a hand. Scaling a business is not for the faint of heart. Playing it safe causes 34 million American business owners to avoid risk entirely and suffer from smallness. I understand what you're feeling. No matter how hard you work, no matter what you sacrifice, you just can't seem to get to that elusive next level. That's because what got you here is not going to get you there. Scaling is not about working harder. It's not that one 
right strategy. It's the whole picture. It's you. It's your big, beautiful vision. It's your team. It's your drive. It's how you show up. It's time to take a leap off the trapeze so you can soar high in your business, but you're holding on too tightly and killing your growth. If you're truly ready to leap, it will not be easy. If you want easy, there's always your comfort zone. Are you prepared to fly? You're well beyond the startup phase in your company. You've created a decent level of success. Your tenacity, your spirit have gotten you here. But my gut tells me you were not put on this earth to play small and stay inside the box. There is something about the ability to direct your own fate, that drive for freedom, expression of creativity, building your legacy that pushes your entrepreneurial buttons and that wild spirit. If you are fully ready to bust out, step into your power, own it as the leader and visionary that you are. It's time to get your arms around the method that will finally get you there. You are not meant to be small. You are meant to shine. If you are truly all in, then let the adventure begin.